Welcome to the Vine Podcast. This is Rachel Tate-Yator, and we are continuing a little series that we've been doing lately and getting to know some of our church members and hearing more about their stories and their walk with God. I'm excited today because Yvonne Ely is on the podcast with me, and she's going to share with us some about her life and her journey. So welcome, Yvonne. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. I appreciate your enthusiasm and your perseverance working through some of the technical issues and and just taking your time to share with us today. Um, so, first of all, did I pronounce your name correctly? No, but I'm used to <laughs> so it. So, <laughs> can, you, can you pronounce it correctly for me? And I apologize for that. That's all right. Nobody pronounces it right. Uh, <laughs> It's Yvonne Ely. Yvonne Ely. Yvonne Ely. Okay. Is that, am I saying it right now? Yes. Somebody okay. once told me, you sold all the E's. That's not fair. Nobody else gets it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of E's. Okay. So Yvonne Ely. I really appreciate that, um, your correction. And I'm sorry I've been saying it wrong all along. So hopefully the rest of us in the church Anyone else who's been saying it wrong, they'll get it now. <laughs> and if they don't, then you can be like, so did you not listen to the podcast? <laughs> now, there, there's people I've known for years that, you know, still pronounce it Yvonne or Avon mm-hmm. or something. And so I've just, you know, learned to live with it. All right. <laughs> and my well, last name, nobody, without having it said to them, nobody has any clue how to pronounce my last yeah. name. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I understand that a little bit. I only recently <laughs> received a name that's a little bit more difficult because um, Tate is quite easy. Although people in Kenya did call me Tate and they would spell <laughs> Rachel, R-E-C-H-O, call me Recho. <laughs> so you just got to go with it um, take some yeah. humility and uh, just some patience. <laughs> So. A little bit of humor sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 know a, I know a guy named Harvey, and uh-huh. we talked on a radio a lot. And mm-hmm. he would always call me Avon. Uh-huh. And so I would call him Harva. <laughs> and he would say, why do you call me that? And I'd say, well, your name ends in the same letter my name starts. <laughs> he still calls me Avon. <laughs> oh, man. So it's good when you can kind of uh, spread the laugh humor around. With yeah, laugh at yourself and, yeah. you know, just realize at least they're trying to pronounce your name. Yeah, that's so true. Well, speaking of laughter and having a sense of humor, what are some things that you enjoy doing for yourself? What are some of the fun things that you like to do? Uh, working in a garden, being outside, doing anything, watching the birds, mm. um, uh, uh, hiking, you know, doing things with nature. And one of my favorites is really sharing that, especially with kids, because mm-hmm. when there's a plant here that if you touch it it's called sensitive briar if you touch it it closes up its leaves and it uh you know when kids first see that they get so excited and thrilled about it and and watching the excitement grow in uh you know young and old people that uh are children and older adults you know adults get excited about it too and when when 
the mm -hmm. first time somebody sees a uh, painted bunting or something, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's the, the excitement and the joy in their eyes. It's just, you know, that feels so good that you're having a mm -hmm. part of sharing that and of them realizing what's just outside their door. Wow. Isn't it amazing? There's just so much wonder and beauty around us. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> so, so do you feel like you play a role in helping other people to experience that wonder and beauty around them more? Uh, yeah, yes, I do. Um, I am part of uh, Central Texas Master Naturalists. Mm -hmm. And except now, you know, we do go through a lot of uh, schools and we, we do a lot of projects that help people get outside and, and learn more about what's out there with them. And, you know, I've worked at the state park just outside of town here. And, um, you know, I still do volunteer stuff out there. And any any time that you can get people to take a minute and look around instead of trying to mm -hmm. rush by. And yeah. Stop looking at your phone for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's so true. Wow. Where do you think your love of nature and being outside began? Oh, I, I've always had it. Uh, uh, growing up, I wanted to be an oceanographer. Um, it didn't happen, but uh, I moved to North Dakota. <laughs> but, but uh, uh, and. I've always been, um, you know, wanted to be doing everything outside, you know, mm -hmm. and you wanting to learn about it. I used to collect, you know, this is really, really funny. I lived in East Texas for a mm -hmm. couple of years and when they <clears throat> gravel, like a driveway or something, they don't use gravel like rocks. Mm -hmm. They use uh, bleached shells. Oh, wow. <laughs> At least they did back then. Mm -hmm. And so I would go in people's driveways and collect shells. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, you know, just because I wanted to learn about them. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they're all bleached and everything and don't have the color. Mm -hmm. But, but uh, I, I would collect them and try to figure out what they were and, you know, learn about whatever critter used to have that shell. And, yeah. Uh, but, but I've always uh been felt a really good connection with nature hmm. does it have any impact on your connection with god actually it does when when my ex-husband and i separated and i moved to utah well even before that you know i didn't really feel a connection or need for any kind of church or anything um what i would do is you know i'd go hiking up in the mountains or just get out inside of nature and to me that was uh my time to get close to god and to, to that, that that was my church basically mm. you know that was uh when i felt closest to him and when I would praise him and and not that that's the only time I prayed mm -hmm. just you know there's a difference um but uh to, to me it was always part of my spirituality mm -hmm. do you see that it has grown or changed the way that you interact with God and nature since you were a child until now 
yes, I, I, I think as, as I grow to understand more about God, my um, relationship with nature deepens and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and vice versa too, uh, because I mean, some sometimes random thoughts come to my mind, but if if you think about you know, think about a sunrise, a beautiful mm. sunrise, and with all the different colors and everything, and, and how many birds or squirrels or mammals do you see in stopping and enjoying the sunrise? Mm. Not only did God make that beauty, and He must enjoy it. Mm. because he made it but he made it so that we can appreciate it mm. and we can see the beauty and, and the awe of it and, and that just deepens my my uh love and awe for, for god and you know you know mm. it it makes me i don't know if i would say appreciate it more him more but it it makes me feel closer to him Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when you realize that we're, we're made in His image, mm-hmm. and so He made us so that we can enjoy the same things He can enjoy. All the other creation, He made them too. Yeah. But they don't stop and enjoy the sunset or stop mm-hmm. and enjoy the pretty bird or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the ones that do that. Wow. <laughs> because He, we're made in His image. That's really special. I hadn't really thought of being made in the image of God, highlighting the fact that as humans, we delight in the other aspects of his creation because he delights in us and he delighted in what he made. Yeah. And so we get to delight in it too. And that's unique about us. <laughs> right. And to me, that's like, thank you. That is a great gift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is so true. And um, is there any particular element of creation that just astounds you more than another? No, all of it. No. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> uh, you know, this is gonna sound really weird. I, I, I am, I, I love storms. Mm, me too. I, I love the way hurricanes work. I mm. I've, don't necessarily say I wanna live through one, I, right. I've been where there's been five tornadoes within mm. an hour, and they're amazing. Tornadoes mm. are amazing. I mean, they're scary, and I don't yeah. want to deal with that. I, mm-hmm. I've lived through blizzards, you know, and and it's amazing how quiet and still everything gets mm. when the wind stops. And, and you know, it, it 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 even even the frightful parts of creation that that we find frightful and fearful and are damaging mm. can, can inspire awe because for one the power that's unleashed you know wow. that's only a very small portion of god's power mm-hmm. and for two the I, I mean if you think about all the science you know and i don't know all of it but by any means i don't know i know much <laughs> of, don't know much of it at all all the science and stuff that people have tried to figure out tornadoes they still can't predict tornadoes but Mm. there's been a lot of science and everything that they're getting so that they understand more and more of it 
but it's it's a marvelous unique intricate thing mm. so even the bad things can't can sh should inspire inspire our uh glee i, I yeah isn't really the right right word but but our our passion to to god and our mm -hmm. and our our love because they're cool you know <laughs> they're bad but they're cool <laughs> you wow. know it's like rattlesnakes i'm not uh uh i you know i i have a healthy fear of rattlesnakes <laughs> we freak out with rattlesnakes you know mm -hmm. uh, we, i ran into one sort of at work one day it was stuck in the pallets that i was trying to mm. and all i did is i take took the whole stack of pallets out somewhere else where it could get away and, and let it get away and, and then move the pallet Mm. Well, everybody else, you know, there's one guy is hollering, kill it, kill it, kill it. As soon as he realized <laughs> it was safe, I'm going, no. Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, the same, I'm pretty sure it was the same real estate that ran over in the parking lot a week or two later, but, you know, at least it had a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> you could eat some more mice. <laughs> you prolonged its life for a while. So but, but even bad things have good. And mm. and can bring us joy and um, a closeness to God. I think. Wow, that's profound. Um, to be able to look at the storm and see the glory and the majesty and the power of God in it, um, even when it's destructive, somehow it is just amazing. Um, one of the things that really brought it home to me was we had a pretty bad flood out at Mother Neff State Park when I was working out there. And, you know, think about any place that has flooding, you know, it, it, it's a necessary part because it brings nutrients onto the ground that's along the rivers and stuff. And it, uh, it gets rid of old crud and brings mm -hmm. out new stuff and i'm talking mm -hmm. about you know yeah new people build new houses and stuff but, but i'm talking about like trees and plants or whatever you know it it refreshes regenerates mm -hmm. it's like you know taking it through the washing machine and you pull out your new clothes or something you know? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so even the flood can bring new life even it looks like destruction but it can bring good, good life, right? New things. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, anything's like that fire. There's a lot of plants that have to have fire in mm. order to regenerate. You know, mm -hmm. pine cones open with fire, and, and and so even even stuff that it can be bad can also bring good. And, and when we try to put that in the rest of our lives, we can go through hard times knowing that on the other end is going to be a new hmm. whatever <laughs> yeah wow so do you see that metaphor playing out practically in any area of your life or any part of your history <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah a, a lot of it i mean i i think everybody goes through you know ups and downs whether it's the loss of a family member or a loved mm -hmm. one or you know whatever hardship when you when you get past it 
you're different. You you you're, you see things different. You look at things mm-hmm. different. And, and um, I I had a, a time when I had I, I was really struggling to um forgive unforgiveness. Mm. And, and I, uh, I mean, I really struggled with it, but then once I did, it, it, it changes, it, it changes not only who you are now, but it changes how you look at everything that happened. Mm. And, and, and it, but, but, you know, throughout my life, and I think most people are like this, we have our ups and downs. And, you know, sometimes everything is going so good that you're mm-hmm. almost waiting for the other shoe to fall. <laughs> and, and then there's other times that it's all you can do to drag yourself through the day every day. Mm. <clears throat> and in both times, you just need to know that, well, well, the good times are a gift from God and the bad times can be too, because mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's a time for us to learn, you know, something, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a time that God is calling us to be closer to him, or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's just, you know, maybe we just did something stupid and quit our job when we shouldn't have, and we're going to go through this <laughs> tough time until we get another yeah. job, or get our business worked out, or what, you know, sometimes we walk into our we run into our own mistakes that make us in a bad situation. Mm. And, and, but, but even those, you know, today is not the end of my life. As far as Mm. I know, I'm going to, you know, every morning I'm going to get up and keep moving forward. Mm. Yeah. Have there been seasons of your life where that was incredibly difficult to do? Oh yes, very much so. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, I, I mean, I, I lost a, after my separation. I lost years, just and a lot of it was had to do with my anger and unwillingness to forgive, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and sometimes forgiving ourselves can be harder than forgiving anyone else Hmm. and um but i'm in that case i'm not real sure who who is but but it's both but uh you know but then see that brought me to the vine because when when i moved to texas and you know i was working with john dungan and uh i ended up I, I, when my ex-father-in-law died, I ha- had a really hard time dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And, and in the process, John ended up inviting me to the vine. And I, boy, was I ever hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 but then I went one day and actually Zoe, who I knew from the Master Naturalist was the host that day. Mm-hmm. She never saw me. But each time I would go, uh, I, I would sneak in right as the songs ended and sneak out again, or right as the song started and sneak yeah. out as, again as soon as it ended. But even with that, I had so many people coming up, you know, 
they would get up out of their seat and walk over to me and give me a hug and welcome mm. me and thank me for coming and all that. People, I had no clue who any of these guys were. You know, John <laughs> would, of course. And then after that first time, Zoe would too when she saw mm-hmm. me. But, but mostly, you know, they would introduce themselves and they would come and welcome me and all that. And, mm-hmm. and the, the love of the vine and, and the warmth of the people is what kept me coming back. Mm. Wow. I really do sense that too. It just seems like there's <laughs> it's really this... hard to see it much now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually trying to picture what it looked like when everybody hugged everyone, <laughs> because the hugs are quite rare now, and um, right, kind of hold holding our arms to ourselves until <laughs> a time when we can hug each other enthusiastically, but. Um, I'm so glad that you had that experience when you came. I saw on Facebook today, I saw an awesome project today that it, these kids would lay down basically on a piece of paper, but it was only, you know, the piece of paper was basically about a foot or two wide. They'd lay down with their arms open like this and somebody would draw around them their head and their arms. Mm-hmm. And then they'd cut them out and they'd send them to their grandparents or to, you know, people that they knew so that they could get a virtual hug. Oh. And people would get it in the mail and be able to hug it. So I thought, sweet. that's cool. <laughs> that's precious. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think we all look forward to a time when we can get back to hugging friends again um at first i wasn't really hugging my mom but now i'm trying to hug her as much as i can (laughs) yeah um so that's good so when was that that you came to the vine that's always seems to be one that you gotta really think on people are like huh (laughs) how long has it been Must have been about eight or nine years ago. I think I was baptized in seven years ago. Wow. So were you baptized at the vine? Yes. So what did that look like? How did you come to that decision? Uh, Okay, so at the time I had this job that I worked at night. And I lived in Colleen. And uh, like on Sunday, I would... Uh, rush home from work, take a quick nap, and then I would, um, uh, actually, I didn't work Saturday night, so I, I would get home from work anyway, so I'd get up in the morning, and I'd go to church, and then I would go sit in the park in Belton, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, read my Bible, or study, mm-hmm. or something, and then go to small group at the Rascos. And then go to work from there. And, and that's the way my schedule was on Sunday. And uh, so, so one, t- one time I was sitting there and, and my, my thought was just on God's love. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I don't remember if it was about the uh, sermon that day or what, but for some reason that day, my attention was drawn to does God love me? Mm. And I kept, I had, I had been kind of going over this probably for a few days. Mm-hmm. And, and so that day I was just sitting there and, and thinking about it and just sitting there and enjoying the park and everything. And, um, 
it, it was like turning a switch, flipping a switch. Mm. It was like, well, of course God loves you. All those people at the vine hug you all the time. And, Aww. you know, of course, if they love you, God loves you. That's showing you that God loves you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, that, that was a big part of it. I mean, to me, I always knew that, you know, years and years, I always knew that Jesus was my savior. So it wasn't a matter of not knowing Jesus. And like I said, you know, I, I would pray and everything. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of organized religion. And, mm. and but, but, um, I, that, that was a big thing that, that day was, had a big influence on my decision. Mm. So the way that you realized or that you agreed with yourself that God loves you was because the love that the church had shown you? Yes. Hmm. Wow. What a testimony. Well, and when you think about it, you know, it was a little bit deeper than that. You know, the spirit of God is in the church and the, the you know, the, the uh, it, it had a lot to do with the spirit of the God is in the church. Mm. The spirit of the God of God is saying, we love you. Then wow. that means God loves you. <laughs> you know, you know, so. so true. Yeah. Yeah. The spirit is so at work when we gather and when we come and praise God and hear his word spoken aloud. Um, there's great power in that. And so it's amazing to hear that through the spirit at work in the gathered church, you agreed, God does love me. You're able to accept that truth. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. So did you grow up in the church or did you grow up knowing God? How did you come to faith? My, my dad wasn't very religious at all. My mom was intermittently all kinds of different things mostly Jehovah's Witness, but I've mm. been, um, you know, with, with me, again, you know, I've always been close to nature, mm. and nature told me that God was there, wow. and, you know, and I've always read my Bible, you know, and, and so, you know, I remember I reading my Bible since the time I was in, you know, junior high school, and that's not unusual because I also read uh, uh, Ernest Hemingway and all mm -hmm. kinds of other people that nobody else reads when they were in junior <laughs> high. I, I, I never saw the movie Roots. I read the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but so I, I was a big reader and the Bible was part of what I read. And mm -hmm. so I, I've always been spiritual, mm -hmm. not necessarily in the way God wanted me to be, you know, mm -hmm. but, but you, you know, it's like, you know, I, I don't know, somebody out in the wilderness can worship God without going to a church because they don't know that church, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but they're starting to take those little steps that direction, right? you, you know, it, as long as they're not putting up a golden calf and, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, if they're actually reaching for the true God, then mm -hmm. God is going to meet them. Yeah. You know, God, God, God isn't going to say, well, he's way over there and, you know, he's not going to the right church or he, he mm -hmm. he's 
he's a little confused. That's not how God is. He's going to meet us. You know, if we're mm-hmm. reaching out for him, he's going to come to us and, and, and help us along the way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a long journey and other times, you know, some people it's a very short journey, but, okay. but he's going to be there with us. Mm. Yeah. So is there any point in your life where you feel like you really believed that Jesus was your savior? Yes. I I mean, I've always believed that. Uh, Well, I guess when it, when, when Ron and I separated and I was driving from North Dakota to Utah. Uh, I had, you know, four kids in the car and, and, or three kids in the car actually. And uh, um, I had a lot of thinking to do. And, Mm. you know, I had no idea what the next step was or anything. And a lot of that drive was spent in prayer. (laughs) Mm. And it was a lot of it you know, I think by the end of it, you know, I just said, you know, I can't do this by myself, you know, mm-hmm. you know and, and I, th- I think at the end of that trip, trip, it definitely is when I accepted Jesus. As my wow. Wow. So I feel like that's the illustration that you shared earlier this is a practical example that matches the storm and the thing that's hard and destructive was used to bring out the good um and in this case it was like the best thing not just the good but the best was to realize that jesus is your savior the the one thing that people get confused though when you use that kind of an analogy because then they blame God for whatever the bad was. And that's mm. not what happened. I mm. mean, God didn't cause what happened to happen. Right. But God made good come out of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, you know, when people say, well, why does God let blah, blah? God doesn't make things happen. He just makes good out of it. You know, mm. if, if I drop an egg into a bowl and make it so that I can't have a, a over easy egg mm-hmm. you know i can stir it up and make a good egg still and stuff scrambled eggs i can't stand scrambled eggs but that's, <laughs> the, that's not my point <laughs> that's beside <laughs> the point <laughs> i can make an omelet i do like omelet yeah i can stir it up and make an omelet and 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 i guess that's a bad analogy because i'm the one that dropped the egg but that <laughs> isn't the one that, that drops that egg right it just makes the omelet out of it mm-hmm. You know, he and, and to me, so many. It, it's really hard to use an analogy, especially that one for me, mm-hmm. because what happened is that my husband molested my daughter, mm-hmm. and, and and God didn't make that happen. Right. But God took good out of it. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and people get confused if you try to use an analogy like that. Well, mm-hmm. why would God let that happen? Well, you know, you're confusing the issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I, I I don't, I I don't know, just, it's tough because people get confused too easy. Right. (laughs) You're making a really important clarification 
And I think that this is absolutely essential when we talk about grief or loss or even people who haven't necessarily lived hard lives, but they see the issue of justice and they want to know where is God? What is he doing? Um, and I think that it's important for us to remember that God is love and that he is the author of everything good. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. And yes. he is not the one sinning. He yeah. didn't. He's not sinning. <laughs> we well, we well, and, are the ones. <laughs> and, and what a lot of people don't understand is that um, we, we were given, um, oh no, my brain just went blank. <laughs> uh, freedom of choice, basically. Mm -hmm. And we were given the freedom of choice. And some things that we have chosen to do, not necessarily me personally, but mm -hmm. as humans that we have chosen to do have bad consequences. Right. And just because we have that freedom of choice doesn't mean we don't have a freedom to not deal with consequences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, we, we uh, you, you know, and that, 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 that doesn't mean God's going, well, see, now you're going to get it. That's right. not what he's doing. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, he has to let things play through because he is a just God. Mm -hmm. and, and I once heard, I once heard somebody, I think it was Sean Palmer preach. And he was saying, would you rather have a just God or a merciful God? Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking at my life, I want, yeah, yes, I want a just God, but I also want a very merciful God. Mm, yeah. The amazing thing, though, is that we don't have to choose because God is perfectly just and perfectly merciful. And so we're right. not required. <laughs> it's, it's a fun thought experiment. But the reality is our God masterfully, perfectly executes his justice and abundantly gives his mercy and so oh, yeah. um, well, well and see that that's you, you know most most people want justice for the other person and mercy for the myself that's mm -hmm. it, it and they might not say that in those many words but that's anytime somebody else does something it's you know well this we've got to have justice but mm -hmm. anytime they do something well can i have some mercy yeah <laughs> mm. and, and you know it, it's i mean god's perfect gift is like you said it, it's we get all of it mm -hmm. we, we get the best of everything yeah hmm and I'm so grateful every day for each of those aspects of his justice and his mercy. Part of the justice, you know, <laughs> I feel like the Bible often talks about, you know, there's this concept of the day of the Lord, and that's kind of this justice that's coming. Um, and so I think part of our issue is that we have a very short time frame of understanding but god knows the entire history of the world all the way to its conclusion and being made into new heaven and new earth and so we want justice now in our way <laughs> that we can yeah. see it and we can understand it and god 
executes justice in his way and in his timing. And sometimes that's not satisfying for us. But um, to me, it's just like, oh, he's so good, though, you know, that he he's able to understand everything that's going on throughout all of history and yeah. deal with it justly. I, I just think that that's another, you know, where it's so easy to confuse people with, you know, with, with, with God's justice. Like you said, I mean, we, we just know so little mm. comparatively when God knows everything about everything that ever did or ever will happen, mm. you know? Um, and we, you know, it's like taking one page out of a book and reading that and thinking, you know, the whole story. Wow. I, I mean, really? That's, that's just, and I don't know, to me, justice isn't always a bad thing. You know, right. justice doesn't necessarily mean punishment justice can be um good too you know absolutely good Uh, gifts we get mm. are considered justice too i mean Mm. god loves us you know Mm. (laughs) and and so you know when people are afraid of justice that's well and i guess it depends on context too but Mm -hmm. but but i don't I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, I'm just glad he he's in control because. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I see justice as God setting things right. So yeah. he just puts everything right the way that it should be. And I'm glad he is the one doing it. I was thinking the other day as I had this long list of prayer requests and I was thinking, man, sometimes it's kind of hard to keep track of who's who and what's their need and what's going on, you know? And I just got humbled before God in prayer of, I'm looking at a list of maybe 10 things and God is simultaneously listening to all the people that are praying in the world all at once, (laughs) like millions, maybe billions of people that are talking to him all at the same time. And he's able to handle that and, address their prayers like it's just oh my goodness i'm so glad i'm not you <laughs> yeah definitely sometimes you know but between prayer requests and just knowing people that didn't necessarily ask for prayers but knowing mm. you know somebody that uh you know my cousin's um husband is in the hospital and has been for months mm. and and knowing her needs and knowing you know some sometimes it just gets so much that i'll just say God, you know what's in my heart. You know mm-hmm. who it is that needs you right now and what they need. Can you please just take care of it? Because I don't want to just sit here and sound like I'm begging you for 20 minutes or 30 minutes instead mm-hmm. of, you know, because I want to praise you. You know, right. <laughs> you, you know, you know and, and, and sometimes it's just hard because like you said, we only have, you know, like you said, 10 prayer requests, but then God, you know, multiply about that by everybody and <laughs> you know oh my goodness mom 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 <laughs> mm. Mm. he's so good and just sovereign and able to see all of us at once um and so 
Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, we've yeah. kind of talked about your spiritual life a little bit. I wonder if there's an area in your spiritual life that you see you have grown in the last maybe five to 10 years, any area you, you feel like you've seen some growth? Um, I, I think in, in my prayer life and then in, in um, just talking with God, Mm. talking with God not to right. God <laughs> um uh especially over the last you know two or three years um I sit and listen more much wow. more than I used to and um I think that that's it's definitely an important thing for me and and just learning to not only pray or not only read or uh, read the bible mm. or study or whatever but just sometimes just sit and listen wow and, and no i'm not hearing god's voice speak to me in my head or anything weird but but you, you know if you just sit there and be quiet and maybe watch the grass blow around or whatever mm. the things you know you need to be do working on or you need to know you need are mm. going to enter your head Wow. you know, in your heart. At least that's been my experience. And um, yeah, when, when I was on the road, I kept having this thought that I need to do something. Mm -hmm. There was a specific, so I needed to do this. And I kept putting it on and I kept coming up with all kinds of excuses about why I was not the person that needed to be doing it. Mm -hmm. But it kept coming. <laughs> it, it kept coming on every, you know, and, and this went on for, you know, I'm pretty hard headed. So it went on for <laughs> months. And, and, and finally, I just said, okay, fine, I'm going to do this because mm. I'm never going to get any peace if I don't. And I right. did it. And, and, and but, but that's what I mean. It, it's not like you're hearing voices in your head and, or anything like that. It, it's that you take the time to be still. Mm. and just enjoy wow and, and and you and you get and by enjoy i mean enjoy the presence of god mm. you know just sit and enjoy the presence of god for a minute and you're gonna know what he's telling you <laughs> you know mm. that's just all there is to it i mean i mean that's yeah. That maybe sounds like I'm simplifying it, and I'm not because it takes a lot of work. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot of control, I think, some discipline, like to silence your other thoughts. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good place to end, Yvonne. But um, I'm so grateful for your time talking with me today. Thank you very much. All right. Well, um, God bless you. I've learned a lot from you, and I've just been edified by our time together. So thanks. Well, thank you. And I'm looking forward to the rest of your uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, I'll, I'll pray for us real quick. All right. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity. We love you. Amen. Amen. Yeah.